<clears throat> Good morning. It's Tuesday the 10th of October, or October as I managed to put in an email by taking a shortcut and just changing the first part of September to October. <laughs> um, and I, I'm actually on my way back home to collect my son from daycare because he isn't well enough to be at daycare and he's not really sick. Um, like really really sick he's, he's fine he's just got a touch of um, the rumbly tums and and I've I had only I had not even got to work I, I, I commute quite a way to get to my work and I hadn't even got there when um, I got the call from the daycare center and and I've uh, got to spend about half an hour doing my work and I was talking with my lovely colleague who um, is so supportive and I share an office with and she's just really She's really lovely. And uh, sort of explaining how frustrated I was, how angry I was that, you know, in order to do this job, which I love, I love my job, I really, I love it, I love what I get to do. I got to take a group photo of all of these, um, of, of people at, at this place where I work, it's a school. And um, yeah, but it's definitely having to, rush off and feeling like I can't I'm torn I'm really torn between my responsibilities and that they're totally they're so totally incompatible and it's it's the economic disadvantage of you know I've paid for the petrol I've I'll have paid for some tolls I'll pay for um I, I won't get paid for that work and I will still pay for the childcare. and just in what in what universe is that fair but I guess it's fair in the universe in which we are not fair but it happens in the universe in the in the world that I live in and work in and really this is one of the more progressive parts of the world so far out I can't complain but I can complain there is still stuff to complain about um, I suppose the big story that's been in the news and on my mind is the Harvey Weinstein uh, sacking which is very interesting I've been following the um, the Miramax a story for a long time. Um, Harvey Weinstein and his brother Robert, I think, um, started the Miramax based on a, you know, their their parents' names, Miriam and Max. And um, I, I had a copy of Down and Dirty Pictures by Peter Biskind, um, which I actually managed to drop in the ocean, um, and I never finished. But uh, I'd forgotten the title of it. I was trying to remember what's the name of that book. I could have googled it really easily and found out, but. Um, yeah, Down and Dirty Pictures is pretty, and a really interesting read. And he, uh, I think Peter Biskind is kind of like an investigative journalist, so it's um, it's all very well researched. And um, the fact that these allegations are, are coming to light, I think, um, I don't know you hope really that what there was a really interesting article combining the stories, looking at the powerful men men in Hollywood. I mean, there's a, there are abusive women in every industry that has abusers. I think it's got more to do with power than gender, but the fact that power tends to rest in in these institutions in, in more male hands than female hands just means that the numbers will always be much higher. And perhaps there is a tendency for men to exploit their power in that way. Um, I understand that women can be cruel, very cruel, um, but men can be sort of sexually advantageous, predatory bullish you know but anyway not all men not all women but certainly it sounds well not certainly 
uh, allegedly um, Harvey Weinstein. Um, he was responsible for a lot of films that I have really loved. I also am aware that he's very um, committed to promoting his films as Oscar chances and there's a lot of reflection of the attitude that Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein Company took to filmmaking and promoting and um, uh, yeah for your consideration campaigns um, to get yeah to get votes for their films and for their actors and you know they're real they were real career builders I mean Gwyneth Paltrow not that I think I don't think Harvey Weinstein would have dared to try anything with Gwyneth Paltrow but it does sort of make you wonder make it does make you wonder like maybe maybe she's been sexually harassed so I don't know anyway this is a speculation but at any rate um Shakespeare in Love was the big film that I'm thinking of that got Gwyneth the Oscar that was a Miramax film and there was a big campaign and you know Gwyneth Paltrow was up against some amazing actors in that category and you know my mum was a bit furious I think she was up against Helen Mirren or something Anyway, um, some amazing British actress, and my mum's always saying, you know, the Americans don't give awards to British actors. If there's an American actor, they can give it to. That's why I like the BAFTAs. Um, because you get the awards going to the British actors, because the British actors were in serious contention for them the whole time. frustrating being a working mum. I got some books in the post. Uh, I got a social, what is it, social science, I need to reread that heading, looked really good and I bought it. Um, The Happy Little Accidents, which is about the painter Bob Ross, who I'd never heard of does a painting show on a public cable TV channel in Canada, I think. Um, And he just sounds lovely. I think I might have to look him up on YouTube and hear this voice, hear this voice for real. Um, But I bought that just thinking it might be a nice addition to my um, collection of sort of whimsical, philosophical comics almost. Speaking of comics, I did actually read a bit more of my um, uh, Clark Kent American superhero um, Superman American Alien Superman collection um, which is really excellent it's it's such a such a beautiful um, piece of comic art the different it's like four or five different um, comic artists graphic artists in, in that it's really good. Um, I also have managed to track down a copy of The Plums, Au Revoir Six Kitten EP, which I've always wanted a copy of because it's an amazing EP and um, my friend had it and um, I've always coveted it. And I found this site called Discogs. Um, a friend of mine was talking about having bought something on Discogs and I hadn't actually heard of it. And um, so I signed up for Discogs and created a bit of a wish list. Just things that I'll always be keeping an eye out for and I really do want in my collection and the plums or a six kitten it was definitely in that list 
decided that that's um, on its way to being in my world. Um, school holidays for the Term 3, 4 break have just finished and um, tried to do some fun things with the kids and uh, also had some lots of stuff to do around the house. The house looks really it's quite intense at the moment. I need to consolidate the disruption caused by a few new pieces of furniture and moving some old pieces and, and stuff. It still feels like everything is a process of consolidation. Like it's not, I'm not really starting up new things. It's consolidating things, putting together collections that are in this pile and that pile or on that drive or that computer. And, and in the night when I wake up, I'm thinking about getting hold of everything so that everything's functional, you know, copies of everything. And I suppose that's one of the great options of digital, you know, digital uh, copies of things, you know, you can you can move things around, you can copy them, you can put them all together, you can change the formats. And the Mac PC divide still bugs me because I've got some stuff on Mac laptops and some stuff on PC laptops and hard drives that talk to one but not the other and talk to both but yeah and um uh what else has been going on oh the citizenship debate is happening in the high court today the um the case about the the high court seven the citizenship seven nick xenophon um relinquished his senate seat and said he's going to go for south australian parliament which um interesting twist he's being hailed as a great political strategist and it'd be very interesting to see what happens there i actually looked up nick xenophon's voting record because it came up in a facebook conversation you know someone accusing him of being a neoliberal and i think it doesn't fit my definition of neoliberalism but um yeah i think i, I, I would actually really like to read about neoliberalism more because really you can't compare Nick Xenophon's voting and philosophy and approach with Tony Abbott who's in London thumping the tables and saying climate change can be good for some people because some people people don't die so much in heat waves as cold snaps and you go wow yeah okay okay right that's what you think and um I think it's it's really alarming that Tony Abbott was ever Prime Minister and it's even more alarming that now that he's not we're not able to move forward you know we've got we've got Malcolm Turnbull in the guise of a progressive leader but he's totally um, hostage to a, uh, a, a split party and you know the, I find it really interesting the the psychologies of these parties and these attitudes got these the idea that the liberal party is individual free speech small government you know um but it's also hand in hand with huge corporations and money it's at the it's at the mercy of, of, of money and economics and economics oh the economics um Nobel Prize guy sounds really interesting as well. I really like to read some of his work, influenced by his work, because he's talking about the psychology, the effect of psychology on economics, and I think that goes 
that that's a really interesting topic, especially when you look at a feminist interpretation of. Um, and I, I realise this is this is meant to be a feminist podcast. Uh, I would recommend reading Leonard Dunham's essay in the New York Times about the Harvey Weinstein thing if you're interested. I also uh, smashed through my copy of Hyperbole and a Half, and oh, that's right. Today's Mental Health Day, and um, I was driving to work <laughs> for half an hour this morning and um, they had this man I could I didn't know who he was straight away um, talking about his anxiety and he's saying it's so easy to just um, get an extra hour's sleep and it's so easy to just make a salad and it's so easy to just go for a walk for half an hour anybody can do that and I'm like anybody except a mother with a small child who doesn't have any support and really, you're as fucked as a person could possibly be if you are in that position. And and I found it to be privileged and conceited that he was able to, and it turned out to be someone who I'm, I'm not, not very fond of in terms of his public presentation anyway. I, I haven't liked him for years since he was hosting, co-hosting some music, music show. But anyway. And um, yeah, and I guess it's kind of annoying that when that no matter how difficult things are for men they are exponentially more difficult for a woman with a child to look after on her own and that's the situation that I'm in you know that's that's me heading home I'm a qualified fully employed person who's parental responsibilities prevent me from being able to work and cost me money every day and and yet Adam Smith the founder of modern economics lived at home had all his housework done by his mother and he gets to decide the economic model that has a massive impact on me and my life and my choices and my options and it's just I won't lie there are times when it's so infuriating I think it could <laughs> power a rocket but you know anger can be turned to motivational it can be fuel for motivation and I really hope that that's what I do with it and I don't want to be angry I don't want my anger to be destructive I want it to I mean what are they what is it they say about Shiva and um, you know the destruction has to come before creativity like they go hand in hand and um, in moments like this where I feel like smashing the state where I feel like smashing the system where I feel like you know boiling lava dragon fire rage on a system that is just patently obviously tangibly hip pocketly unfair I think there there's going to be the motivation for anything that I can do to help change it. Speaking up and saying what I think about it is the first step and that's what I'm trying to do here. So yes, I'm telling you about what I'm cooking and what I'm eating and what I'm watching and stuff, but I'm also trying to promote good quality things that have significant involvement, if not ownership, by women. And um, when I sign off every week with See You Next Tuesday, I'm, I mean for you, for that to be, I want to own that, that acronym 
um, that that makes because that part of us you know it's so easy to call someone a cock when they're being a cock but you know I don't know I just don't think that calling someone a see you next Tuesday is an insult it certainly shouldn't be strong beautiful capable you know <laughs> like in what way is that a bad thing please tell me because I can't I can't see it I don't see it myself so anyway this is my Tuesday I hope yours is as educational as mine and take care of yourself and I will see you next Tuesday bye